Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they launched their businesses. Before we get started with today's guest, please follow Rami's Instagram account and subscribe to his YouTube channel so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you'd like to watch previous episodes, simply click on Rami's IGTV section or visit the YouTube channel to watch those episodes. If you'd like to get more information and analytics about each guest, simply click on the website link in Rami's bio. Now, let me spend a moment to introduce today's guest before Rami gets started. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Tohi Ventures. Tohi is an antioxidant-rich, aronia berry beverage that's 100% natural, clean label, low in calories, and is made up of only five ingredients. Join Rami in welcoming her to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comment section below. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Without further ado, are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Shari, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Welcome to episode number five of Taking You to the Top. Thank you, Rami. I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to participate. I'm excited that you found me, and um, it's a it's a great opportunity for uh, for me and for for Tohi to participate. Fantastic. So, if you wouldn't mind um, to get started, if you could introduce yourself and maybe take us back to the beginning. Uh, where are you from? How did you start this journey? To how you arrived to where you are today. Sure. So I'll give the, the short story, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but uh, I'm actually in Kansas City, Missouri, which is uh, in the, what they call the heartland of the United States. And uh, this is where I grew up, but I was just mentioning to you previously that uh, after my undergraduate degree, I left uh, Missouri and uh, uh, kind of traveled. I was a corporate kind of vagabond for a while. And uh, my, my journey took me to California and New York and over to London and um, okay. back to New York and, and then came back to uh, Kansas City just about three years ago for, uh, for family and for personal reasons. So geographically, it's been a, um, a, a journey uh, to get to where I am today. And then I can tell you a little bit more about sort of the, the journey of how I came to, uh, to start this company that we're going to talk about today. Sure, please. So I don't have a traditional kind of uh, uh, linear uh, career path. Um, it's been kind of an interesting journey, and I think those are, you know, more more of the interesting journeys are are not linear. So I started my um, uh, my undergraduate degrees in journalism, and I started with a great company that was uh, doing uh, growing incredibly quickly at the time because of the, the internet and uh, disclosure of financial news, corporate news but it was called PR Newswire. And uh, oh, yeah. I was on the business, 
Yeah, I was on very, the business very side. Very aware of it. Yeah, the, the business side of PR Newswire and um, was able to, uh, uh, to grow with that company and was there for 13 years and really culminated my uh, experience there by starting an international business unit of PR Newswire. So I um, uh, ended up in, in London and uh, opened offices for PR Newswire in Hong Kong, um, across Western wow. Europe, in uh, Latin America. So we did some great um, uh, international uh, work in, uh, in setting up that, that business unit. So that was an exciting opportunity for, for me. And I would say it was kind of one of the, um, the, 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 the reasons, I was always an intrapreneur within, uh, within PR Newswire. I was always the one, I think, uh, you know, raising my hand when there was a challenge or an opportunity to create something new or to open a new office or move somewhere geographically. I was always willing to take that, that risk. And um, I think I, I, I was able to kind of profit from that in terms of the experience. Um, there. So that's how I kind of started my career uh, out of undergrad. Uh, while I was working at PR Newswire, I went to, um, uh, to Wharton to an uh, executive uh, program, uh, management program at Wharton. So I was working and going to school uh, full time as well, which I wouldn't want to have to redo that part of my life, but it was also a great, uh, great ex experience. Uh, as well, so that kind of set me up for the next phase of uh, of my career. When I left the international business unit, I got recruited back to New York to run a venture capital backed startup in New York, and this was during kind of the heyday of the first um, internet wave. So I was running an a uh, uh, an accelerator, a technology seller accelerator in uh, in in New York. So this was way before the concept of Y Combinator or or, yeah. uh, um, uh, or Techstars. So it was kind of an early early version of that. And again, that was a great way to get involved in the ecosystem, setting up the uh, the early stage internet environment and ecosystem in uh, in New York City. And then I transitioned to the investment side of the equation. So that sort of brought me sort of full circle, 360 degree view from uh, from corporate to uh, uh, working on the ecosystem development side uh, to being a uh, investor. So I transitioned to the investment side and I was leading healthcare related investments for a okay. private investment fund in, in New York City. So that gave me great, without having a, a healthcare background, it gave me uh, an opportunity to kind of do a deep immersion in healthcare in New York City and work with some of the great uh, technologies coming out of New York's elite academic institutions as far as early stage healthcare technology. Okay. So that was a that was the next kind of step in my in my career, and I think it was towards the end of that eight year period that um, I was really sort of immersed in again in that healthcare technology space. But from a personal standpoint, I was always uh, enamored by uh, the, I would say the general, more kind of general wellness space and uh, specifically uh, nutrition. And, you know, I was always on a personal quest for what's the latest and best kind of new health and wellness products. Like, what are you putting in your body and what are they doing for you? 
And I would say it was that point that I, you know, was again, really kind of enamored with that space and started playing around with the idea of starting a company in the health and wellness space. And as these things happened, one thing kind of led to another and it became sort of one of these, uh, uh, you know, magical, mystical journeys that you, uh, that you start down a, a path to create a, create a new company. So that was the, uh, uh, the sort of genesis of the idea for, uh, for the company that I started called Tohi. And uh, I'll stop there and, and then can give more background <laughs> around that as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So actually, uh, that is an amazing thing to hear that. I mean, would you say that having gone through that circle is advisable for someone just starting out? Uh, do you think that they should try the different, uh, let's say the different aspects of not just starting a company, but being able to see it from different angles? I mean, as an investor or as someone handling a startup, would you, would you advise that? Or do you think? I, I think it's an unusual path perhaps, but I think right. that it's given me a unique perspective. And I think that, um, you know, for me, it's been uh, not just a unique perspective, but kind of an invaluable perspective as well, because I've been on the side of the table to have to say no to a entrepreneur, um, right. you know, who's raising capital. So I understand it from the perspective of what are investors, uh, you know, what are investors looking for. Uh, but I've also, uh, so I think I have empathy from, from that perspective. Um, and then I can see it from the, uh, you know, from the entrepreneurial perspective as well. I think it gives me a more well-rounded viewpoint, but I wouldn't say that it's a normal course uh, to get to, to where I, <laughs> to get to where I am today. But I think also people, you know, we, we all, the combination of probably luck, making good choices and good decisions and uh, a, 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 some planning, obviously, uh, goes into the, the the course of your life, and for some people, they know what they want to do. Whether that's a you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be an accountant. I mean, there are certain professions that it's a pretty chosen path and a course. As you know, uh, being an entrepreneur or being uh, in any aspect of the entrepreneurial uh, course is is definitely not that sort of straight line to uh, to to from A to Z. Oh no, it's up up and down every day. <laughs> yes, <For sure>. exactly. <laughs> so I, I want to move on to your company. Uh, could you tell us what your company does and what you're trying to achieve? Yes, thank you. So the company is called Tohi, T-O-H-I, and uh, it's uh, the, the 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 word Tohi. At least one of the. Um, uh, the definitions of the word tohi. It's actually a Cherokee or Native American word um, meaning wellness. So we chose the name of the company because we're an emerging wellness brand. So we chose the name of the company not only to, to, uh, to reflect that uh, being a wellness brand, but also more importantly, it pays homage to the core ingredient that we've built the platform or the brand around. Right. And so we're, we're a wellness company brand focused on uh, creating and innovating antioxidant-based uh, products, consumer products, mm -hmm. and they're based on a core ingredient, 
which is really part of the fascinating story behind the behind the company was kind of the discovery of this of, of this ingredient. So the ingredient's called aronia, um, aronia berries, which are actually part of the the rosacea, the rose family um, botanicals. But it's a plant that's native to North America and uh, was used by Native Americans for the nutritional and, and medicinal values in the plant. But it's kind of a fascinating story because it grew in the wild, but it never ended up being commercialized as a crop uh, until about 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, but it's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible plant. It has tests for having the highest total measure of antioxidants, both polyphenols and anthocyanins. So there's some unique properties to it. And um, so it's a great plant-based uh, source and, in, and ingredient. And it is the core ingredient for our, as I said, kind of platform for, the, for our innovating wellness products. Fantastic. So how, how does it actually can compare, would you say, to like, because um, there was a very antioxidant-rich drink that we used to get in Hong Kong. Uh, it was a pomegranate-based uh-huh yeah so how would so you this, say that this uh compare right so in in the there's a lot of clinical and academic studies and and uh you know agricultural uh, uh studies around this sort of group of of plants these super fruits or super foods um whether it's a fruit or a grain and so there are a lot of comparative studies so pomegranate would rank up there acai uh, cherries, uh, cranberry, those would all those would all rank up there. Elderberry would all rank up there in the superfood group or superfruit group. And the, uh, the 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 academic studies in comparison will show that um, of all of them, aronia has the highest total measure of of antioxidants. So it's really um, really interesting, and um, you know it's all about the bioavailability and what those polyphenols and anthocyanins do within your uh you know with with to, to help in in terms of your your health and, and wellness so it's really fascinating and uh uh you know it's been a, an interesting uh, kind of journey for me as well again uh that is not my i'm not a scientist uh my my co-founder and i came at this from a non-traditional kind of consumer products approach to creating uh, creating the brand and creating the products, um, but it's worked out, you know, kind of extremely, extremely well for us to take that kind of fresh viewpoint and fresh approach to developing the brand and the and the products. So our first product, our first product to market is actually a um, a ready to drink uh, beverage, and uh, we chose this format for our first product to market because we literally thought that was the easiest way to get in the hands. <laughs> Uh, exactly. No pun intended, but to get in the hands of consumers was a ready-to-drink beverage, and it's kind of on trend with people, you know, on-the-go lifestyles, um, and it's, uh, you know, it's an easy way to to make sure that you're getting a, a serving of fruit and uh, and a high dose of antioxidants um, in a really kind of, you know, easy to easy to consume, uh, easy and cool way to consume product. I see. I see. You have a second one. Is that would that be a different I do. flavor? We actually. Yeah, we actually came out with four flavors in the first uh, in the first uh, uh, run of this. So we've got uh, original dragon fruit, ginger lime, and blackberry raspberry, and they all have 
the same core 30% single strength aronia berry juice as the core um, uh, uh, ingredient. So it's clean label, uh, non-GMO, um, uh, you know, it's all, all, all natural and no sugar added, low in calories. That's another differentiation when you ask about, you know, how it compares how it compare. to acai or pomegranate. It's the uh, sugar content and the calorie content. It's naturally lower in um, natural sugars. And what I found very interesting as well, only five ingredients. Yes, yes. So that's part of, that's really on trend, I think, with today's consumers. I think they want uh, authentic ingredients. They want to know where the ingredients come from. And they want to know uh, that there's the least amount of processing available uh, or used, I guess, in the manufacturer. And then the, they want to know that they can actually like read a label and uh, not be, if you can't pronounce it and it looks like a chemical, <laughs> it probably is, right? So exactly. they want to make sure that they actually, uh, you know, know what the ingredients are in what they're consuming and, sure. and you know, that they're meaningful calories um, in what they're consuming and what they're putting in their body. Exactly. So um, Chohi Ventures, uh, was it self-funded or did you have to raise capital? So my, my co-founder and I put the initial capital in to do the um, initial formulation, to work with a professional formulator, um, to know that there was you know, really something exciting there. And then um, I was very fortunate in, uh, we were funded by a family office um, okay. that is based, based here in Kansas City, Missouri, and a, a very prominent uh, entrepreneur himself uh, who started a, a healthcare technology company. And, um, <laughs> Excuse me. So we were very fortunate to uh, have raised capital from a from a family office. So so far, they're our only equity partner. Although we are uh, currently in the uh, fundraising mode to raise capital to uh, continue to scale and grow the grow the business. I mean, I, I won't get into the details of fund size or capital raise, but it, what I would like to touch on, I mean. If somebody is passionate about starting something similar, is it, I mean, are we talking a huge sum of money or is it in the six figure range? Is it something that a lot of people can try to achieve? Would you say, or? I would say, I would say that there's probably, you know, in my experience, what I have seen um, with these early stage kind of health and wellness brands is there is a way to start and scale very small and do it either bootstrapping or you know small friends and family um, uh, raise or get into one of the incubator programs that maybe one of the big food uh, or CPG conglomerates runs where you get resources and a little bit of capital to help you with development and scale or you can go the route that we did and choose to um, you know, if you're fortunate enough to, to be able to raise capital externally, then it makes it a little easier to go faster in terms of the product development and also be able to kind of scale in terms of your manufacturing, your capability of actually manufacturing. In terms of uh, company size, uh, what's your team size look like right now? So we are, I'd say we're the innovation engine. So we're a team of, of uh, just six people. And then we have some external uh, consultants uh, 
um, that specialize in you know specific things, whether that's e-commerce or on the uh, formulation or product development side. And then our in our supply chain, we manufacture uh, through contract manufacturing. So our actual you know team size is 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 pretty compact and small right now. Obviously, we will grow, but we're very focused on being the um, innovation sales and marketing engine for the for the core key team and then we external externalize or or contract out like manufacturing you know some of the other parts of the supply chain and that keeps so you have, it you know more capital efficient as well absolutely so this the six people are currently based in the u.s yes currently and based in the u.s i'm assuming like e-commerce and the others are outsourced uh, we have we have e-commerce expertise on the on the team, but in terms of uh, the platforms that we use for e-commerce, um, you know Amazon, of course. But we're just standing up a site, a mini site on Alibaba, and uh, okay. uh, some other B two B and direct to consumer platforms. And we do think that, um, and this will be where I'm interested in speaking with you more. Uh, as we get to know one another, we think there's a huge international opportunity for us as well. Um, but we haven't really, you know, started that journey yet. But we're uh, that's one of the reasons why we're standing up this mini site on Alibaba because we do think there's some international uh, awareness for our core ingredient um, and also the health benefits of the of the core core ingredient. Absolutely. I mean, one of one of my closest friends started a uh, coconut water company based in Hong Kong. Obviously, manufacturing is from the Philippines. So actually, it might be very interesting for you to speak with him because he's gone international from day one. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, I awesome. can definitely help you out with that. Awesome. Um, in terms of growing, do you have any specific marketing channels that you would prioritize over others? So I think right now, especially in the environment that we're in, right. uh, e-commerce and direct-to-consumer has become incredibly uh, important. And uh, so we've placed a big focus on that. You know, I mentioned the platforms, of course, Amazon and standing up this Alibaba site. Um, but also, you know, there's now uh, Google Shopping. There is uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, uh, marketplaces, um, even Walmart is is partnered with Shopify to yep. uh, to open the the Walmart marketplace up to small emerging brands. So I think there's a, a recognition and an awareness of the opportunity for these emerging brands, even on these larger platforms, to be discovered. So while we're pursuing, you know, getting on traditional retail shelf uh, uh, stores natural and, and grocery stores we're also very focused on on uh, on on e-commerce and again i think that that will give us an opportunity for some international exposure and opportunities that we don't even know exist yet um, but certainly a way to be uh, for brand awareness and uh, building consumer and educating consumers around the core ingredient and the benefits of the of the core ingredient and would you say um 
I'm, I'm not sure if this would be specific to, to you, but in general, since you worked with PR and Newswire, would you say PR is like a good strategy to get the word out there for someone who's just start, starting out? Yes, absolutely. I think that um, uh, those kind of mentions in traditional press, but also in this, you know, digital platforms, there are so many health and wellness um, bloggers, um, writers, uh, digital daily feeds that go out that mentions in those kind of things can do so much for brand awareness and to drive you know, consumers to your website and to try the product. So absolutely, I think uh, getting earned media is a huge strategy. And then I think our other, uh, you know, not being a, a big brand with a, a huge marketing budget is to really understand and use the power, as you know, of, of the, um, and you know it much better than I do, of, of the digital world and the digital environment. And to be able to, to do uh, Instagram and uh, LinkedIn, uh, depending on you know, the, the messaging, but using those uh, digital platforms and geo-targeted paid ads so that you're really driving people either to a point of sale, geographically to a point of sale, or you're targeting people based on their interest um, or geography uh, or demographics. All of those things that you have to be really clever and smart about to, to efficiently use uh, you know, limited resources as an early stage company. Absolutely. Okay, are you ready to go jump into the famous five? Oh, sure, of course. This is usually the fun part. <laughs> okay. All right, so number one, what's your favorite business book? So I chose, uh, you know, my mindset is all around uh, entrepreneurship. So there are, you know, I've read a lot of business books that are more for running large corporations and, uh, you know, books like that. I, I focus more, uh, obviously, around the entrepreneurial uh, ecosystem and spirit. So my choice is a book called The Founder's Mentality. And the authors are Chris Zook and James Allen, uh, best-selling authors. So I, I chose that book. Um, I think it's a lot about... Um, you know, just what the, the title says, the founder's mentality and the traits of a founder and how those um, core traits and values can sustain a company, an entrepreneurial company through its growth stages um, and how that continuity and consistency from the founder is so important in that process. So that's my choice. Great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, yes, and again, I probably am choosing an, an, an unusual uh, uh, person as well. Unusual not in that she's not well known, but, but um, I'm choosing uh, Oprah, and uh, one because she's fem a female CEO, but I'm choosing her because um, I think she has incredible instincts and a, a really high um, EQ, em, emotional quotient. Emotional, she yeah. is the master, I think she's a master at staying relevant and being relevant. I mean, she's been in the, uh, she's been a, a, a focus and, and in the, um, you know, relevant and as an influencer for, you know, what, 30 plus years, 40 years. 
and that is not easy to do. Um, and she's built quite, a, you know, quite an empire for for herself for all good reasons. So I choose I choose Oprah. Great. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building or growing your company? So we have, uh, as an early stage brand, I think we've experimented with a lot of uh, tools for platforms for, you know, organizing, for efficiency, from a marketing perspective and all of that. But I think one thing that really became very relevant to us during the uh, coronavirus period of having to work remotely was uh, uh, Microsoft Teams. Um, and you know, not only for as an alternative to Zoom from a, a, a video chat standpoint, but also from a, just an, an aggregation of workflow and access to um, uh, you know, documents, materials, et cetera. So it may not be the most exciting tool ever, but it certainly was very relevant during uh, our time of, of working remotely. Exactly. Actually, we use it quite a lot in the office here. Yeah. All right, number four, if you could give your 20-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? That is an easy question and a hard question, right? Um, and it's probably not just one, one thing, but I would say that, uh, you know, in my experience, what served me well was uh, being willing to take risk, um, being willing to trust myself and my instincts over what other people uh, were concerned about or thought about or uh, were perhaps guiding me at, in a direction that, that I didn't think was right for me. So that's two, so I'll have to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's, hard to narrow, it's hard to narrow down to one. one. Exactly. Uh, I, I guess I would say that if, if, you're in, if you're on the path to being an entrepreneur, you really have to understand your, your risk threshold and, and, and you know, honestly, are you willing to take risk and not only to take risk, but to, um, you know, to, to understand what and, and deal with the consequences of what that risk could, could, could hold. Exactly. I might just have to put in both. It's hard to take away trusting your instincts, to be honest. <laughs> All right, number five. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, gosh. Uh, if I'm lucky, six. I, I, I shoot for six. Sometimes the worry, uh, the, the worry comes in and clouds the mind, and no matter what, what methods I use to try to clear that, it doesn't... Uh, Sometimes it just doesn't work, but I, I shoot for six. Perfect. Well, Shari, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I hope in a year's time, I can have a follow-up interview to see where Tohi, I mean, maybe Tohi's already reached Saudi Arabia. That would be fantastic. I, I, from your lips, yes. <laughs> that would be an awesome experience. Maybe we could actually do it, uh, uh, do a follow-up in Saudi Arabia. That would be a, a wonderful oh, That would be amazing, for sure. I'm, I'm grateful for, uh, for you reaching out and for, for the time. And I think I'm actually the first, uh, uh, the first woman that you've uh, uh, 
uh, done a podcast about. So thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Shari. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com.